Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay. Hello. Hey. What's going on? What an opening, fellas. We did it. Yes. We, we got him. Yeehaw. <laughs> Mike's not allowed to make fun of me anymore because the one time he hosted, he asked the same question. So uh, yeah. it's it's just it's unfortunately very natural, it I is. think, to be yeah. like, hey, how you doing? Um yeah. yeah, I I still blame you because unlike myself, you have had a ton of practice to get over it. <laughs> That's true. That's accurate. I've had uh, over 100 episodes now to come up with a new opening so yeah about 150 but you know what we like about you kyle over here at the fifth trooper network is your consistency that's there you go that's, that's what fair. we like about that's you very there you go um well we have a lot to talk about today we are going to talk briefly about we got like a wookie preview slight wookie preview small wiki preview oh yeah um so we're going to talk about that and then we're going to hit empire commanders because we did rebel commanders a couple episodes ago now last time we did a slot we, we hit rebel commanders so we're going to talk about empire commanders today but before that you got any housekeeping for us today yeah yeah a few things so um number one i would encourage all of you who are listening if you like what you hear here on uh this podcast and you like the blog and you want to support us even more we do have a patreon uh patreon.com slash the fifth trooper and the neat thing about that is uh we do a third podcast right so we have scoundrels we have the beginner's guide to legion and then we have a third podcast called after dark and basically we just talk a lot of crap on that one and we uh we really dive a lot deeper into our feelings on on certain units uh you know mike and i what was it last week or the week before argued about empire lists and what would play. Um, and so, so you can kind of hear some of our deeper thoughts and, and like what we could do on there for you guys. If like, for instance, we're going to just cover kind of all the commanders quick as quick as we can today, but we'll deep dive on certain units and sometimes talk 20, 30 minutes about just one unit sometimes. So, so there's a lot what he, more. What he really means by that is he'll yeah. propose a unit he wants to play in team league yeah. and I'll tell him why I'm not going to register that list because yeah. it's bad. Yeah. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll argue it for 20 minutes. Yeah. So, so that's how that goes. Um, and then also you can hear like a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's going on here at the fifth trooper network, which is great as well. So, so that's my first, first little thing. Um, the second one I wanted to talk to everyone about is sidebars. If you ordered sidebars, the boat is due into port next week, which is great. So, so soon after that, I should get them in my possession and then we can mail them out. I think we're sold out of some of the, all the, the four faction ones that we did. I'd have to go look, but I know we're sold out of at least two, maybe three of them. Um, we still do have red and blue left. So, you know, if you want those, go ahead and check out our, our website. And then the third and final thing, this is kind of cool, is uh, if you weren't aware, we were we kind of put out a, a help wanted poster, I guess, for for blog writers. And uh, we actually have put four new blog writers on staff 
Um, and we're really excited about that. We're not going to, I'm not going to tell you who they are. We're going to introduce them later on at some point, or they'll introduce themselves. Um, but I'm very excited about that. We're going to get you guys new, fresh perspectives about Legion and ideally have way more content for you guys to, to kind of, uh, eat up and absorb. And, and really that, that Patreon support that I was talking about earlier, that's what helps do stuff like that. Right. And so if you want more content, more, you know, more voices, uh, from the community, uh, that's, you know, supporting us on Patreon really goes a long way and, and, or, or our store. Right. And so we really appreciate all the support you guys have given us and, and listening. It's, it's been great. So thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Uh, so speaking of excited, uh, let's do some let's do some hobby talk real quick before we actually get to the, to the right. meat. So I have in fact been doing some hobbying. I have uh, I've been working on my my B twos, mm -hmm. my B two battle mm -hmm. droids. Um, I'm thoroughly struggling. So basically, they're metallic, right? I did like standard metallic stuff, and then I actually dry brushed them blue to get like this cold blue metal look, which I think is. Mm -hmm. pretty cool that's that's uh -huh. painted yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i just thought that was bare plastic <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> all right the camera clearly not i will post I the mean, picture am I somewhere crazy, Jay? does that not look like bare plastic uh, on, on camera like gray yeah oh, it just all right. looks like well, clearly gray. all right clearly like he's just... like i put a little blue on there i'm like all right <laughs> it's a little blue for yeah, sure like, is that even primed <laughs> kyle <laughs> uh, like, all right well, I think they look good, <laughs> but <laughs> clearly not being captured by the webcam. Uh, I um, I'm struggling with the squad markings. I hmm. think you paint each squad's heads a different color. Oh, I don't so, like that. <laughs> okay, I would go shoulder pad, like one, like do a, they really like, have shoulder pads? Like the right, they isn't do. there a piece? Yeah, the, yeah. like so the right. Actually, this guy, I kind of, you can't clearly can't see it because you can't see anything on the camera. But I kind of tried like the shoulder pads, a different. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It looks weird. All right, because there's 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 two problems I have. The first is with I'm, it looks cool, trust me, uh, but the cold blue metal look, um, like only certain colors work well with blue. Okay. It's not like a true metallic where you can paint almost anything over it and it like mm. complements it. You've it's, painted yourself into a box, you say. I have, yes, literally painted myself into a box. So what if you didn't put it on the mini at all? What I do with all my units is I, I paint the, the rim, the base rim, a so, solid color. So like I'll have an all orange squad or all black. Yeah. So my issue with that is that A, I don't like how it looks, but B, um, my B1s are, are actual, like they have, you know, across the shoulders and stuff and their bases are all black. So, so this is a little bit more like hidden, but you could also do like, I mean, how many squads of these are you? Four. Four. Okay. That, I think, that, I think that's doable. Right. So I think uh, this is going to cost maybe a little bit of money, but like you could like chop up clone heads and put clone head bases on one squad and then like chop up rebel trooper heads and put rebel trooper heads on one and then you could do like stormtroopers on another or i don't know something like that you could you could kind of like unify them and you could even do it like <clears throat> like do like phase one heads on one and phase two heads on another if you wanted to like keep it a little bit more that's a super interesting idea there's also extra heads in all the clone 
This is um, very boxes. 40k too. It it is. I, I know you like Kyle, so I do. <laughs> um, th- th- there's extra clone heads in all the clone boxes. I don't know. I don't think you actually purchased any, but if you need clone heads, I can probably send you some. Um, I mean, do you have 28 of them? I probably have 28 clone heads. You could even do all clone like um, and just, just do, do all and do different colored heads. helmets. Yeah, I'm digging this idea. Yeah. Do Do you have twenty eight clone heads? Seriously, I th- I think I've I probably I I bet you I have more than twenty eight. There, like there's extra, like I, extra ones that you don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I like in like every pack. I'm pretty sure there's like, yeah. um, like different variations of like the helmets and stuff. Well, I and think. I, you know, I I do have that resin printer, Kyle, as well. So we could we could definitely get you some some heads. That's true. All right. Well, let me let me <laughs> fiddle around with a couple schemes over the next couple of days, and then I will potentially take you up on the clone head offer, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, like I, it. I might have to dig them out of storage, yeah. <laughs> which it's... which might take me a couple of days, but it, it, not a big deal. Man, um, could you imagine going to some tournament? You just started playing. You see Kyle across the table with four squads B twos, and they all have clone heads on their bases. <laughs> And I'll be like, yeah, I bought all these clones just to put heads on the bases. You tell them you put a clone head on for everyone you've destroyed in the last two tournaments. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess if if you if you went with a color scheme for the clone heads, you could even like you could put multiple helmets on each each base if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I basically I would do like a different a different color scheme for each clone head right right but well, i mean like for each for each squad each... would have a different colored yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and these, then you these... could just use the colors from the, the clone squads right and just like you can even have a ahsoka's troops there and, and paint their little helmets and there you, you could do all kinds of cool stuff i could i could match the dot of the eye or whatever that thing is on their shoulder color mm-hmm. to the clone head color there you go no yeah i speak my language i think which i actually i painted red it looks pretty good. Clearly, you can't tell. But no, uh, it doesn't even look prime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me fiddle around with it the next couple of days, and I will. That, that's an interesting idea, listeners. If you have ideas too, let me know, because I'm. Uh, I, I don't know. For like, I had no problem doing like because my B ones are tan ish. They're yeah. like that beige mm-hmm. tan color. I had no problem doing like multiple different colors across yeah. the shoulders of just paint and it looked fine. But for whatever reason with the B2s, like anything <laughs> I try with different colors on the different panels and stuff, it just looks weird. So I also think B1s are a little bit easier freehand probably. Um, I mean, that's not an issue so much as I just think it looks funny. Sure, sure, sure. I have seen one thing I've seen that's interesting and I can't decide whether I like it or not is like the Battlefront 2 style Chevron thing, the V across the chest in the front. Oh, I'm not a uh, fan. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, I'm not a fan. It's just it overpowers the metallic look too much, in my opinion. I don't I'm know. sorry. When when you say Chevron, the only thing I can think of is Stargate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chevron two locked. Yeah. <laughs> I can I play this game a lot when we're talking about things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll do the clone heads. That sounds fun. I don't know if I'll be able to pull that off in time. For I might have just colored room bases at Atlantic City, but. Um, we'll see. Yeah, you can always I mean, redo the bases, right? Yeah. Well, or just that, add clone heads onto them. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if you do colored rims now, like changing the color of the rim later is very easy. Yes. 
Yeah. You're just painting it black. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's always, that's how I do all mine. I really like that way. It just helps. I mean, it helps me mostly. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really care about anybody else. I'm just like, what, what, what's that squad is that guy in? Okay. Red. Great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm big on the shoulder pads as a guy that played space wolves. Um, yeah. And you know, I did space Marines in 40 K I could, I could easily do the show. I just, I don't know. It looks space wolves have cool shoulder pads. Though, they do. Unlike the rest of you plebs. <laughs> Come on. well clearly cooler than b2s because b2s really don't have cool shoulder pads yeah yeah um anyway all right what's my hobby was did you guys do any hobby um i painted another arc model so i'm up to two <laughs> <laughs> that's more that's more um, than one and, and by that, I mean, I've painted a strike team unit leader, or I guess he's not a unit leader because he doesn't have a sniper rifle and fives so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, making some progress. I also have a couple other half painted. Um, and I, I finished basing, I've got like two squads of my Imperial army left to base. I, so I painted most of my Imperial army like a year ago and I like set it aside and like, I just didn't base it after I finished painting it. And I was like, I'll get to this later. So I did it. I did most of them like a week ago. Um, so I've got, I've got one stormtrooper squad and a short trooper squad left to base of everything that's painted. And um, so I made some progress there, um, which was cool. I also um, have been toying around with an army painter, wet palette. Ooh. Um, you know, I, uh, asked you to send me one <laughs> it's like i want to mess around with this i need something yeah. to make my painting so my issue is that i don't like to do long paint sessions i really detest it sure and like i i like to be like i like to to be able to be like okay i like if am feeling like i want to be done i want to be done <laughs> and 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 often when I'm painting, I feel like I can't actually stop because of where I am in the process. Yeah. And my hope was that getting, <clears throat> making the wet palette would like assist in that process. Um, I'm working out the kinks. Uh, I found that when I come back to the wet palette, and so for those of you that are maybe not familiar with the wet palette, um, <clears throat> you kind of like put like, some like paper in this tray that's like got a, a small amount of water in it and it it's supposed to keep the paint wet for like long periods of time um and it makes mixing easy there's like there's a lot of like cool things you can do with it that i haven't figured out yet i'm sure mm. um but does, does it just have a sponge so it's got a sp- the army painter wet palette has like uh like a sponge in the bottom and uh-huh. then it has uh some like special paper that goes over the acrylic paper yeah yeah um and then it's got it's got some like nice brush holders and stuff so you can like put like 20 brushes in the top of it and it kind of like it's like a mini transport case though i feel like if you flip it upside down you're kind of screwed like like it's that they're like this is a good transport case and i'm thinking like not if you put it in your luggage like don't put it in your luggage um but um 
so the the issue that i've had so far which i think is just me not using wet palettes a ton is so i put the paint on the wet palette i used it it actually like the consistency was kind of cool it you don't like have to like thin your paints really because it kind of thins them for you well you thin them on the palette yeah yeah right you like swish it around a little bit and and to me that was like oh thank god like that, that was like a big step that I, you know, cause I, you like screw up the amount of water you get it and then you mm-hmm. got to go back and get some more. Or, and if you put too much water in it, you're screwed. And like, you got to start all over. So this was nice for that. What I did find was like two to three days later, when I went back to paint, the paint was super thin um, mm-hmm. on the palette. And like, you kind of have to like refill the paint a little bit. Um, which I didn't expect, but in hindsight, it makes sense. Yeah, so I've been using a wet palette for a while now. It was one of those things. There's basically like two points in my, you know, I've been painting miniatures since I was 12 because that's when I started painting, playing 40K. But there's like two things in my painting experience that sort of like changed the entire thing for me. The first one was getting a wet palette. Um, and it's because of the reasons you mentioned, primarily like the paint consistency. It just makes getting your paint consistency so much better. Um, I haven't had a lot of success with the like saving paint from one session to the next thing. Um, I haven't really either. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I just, that, I'm like, like watching these YouTube videos and reading these articles are like, you can save your paint for like five days at a time. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I, haven't. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a secondary benefit of it. It's, for me, it's mostly just uh, how easy it makes getting the correct thickness and you know water consistency of your paint. Yeah. Um, and the second thing was an airbrush. So um, I feel like those two things really like level up your your painting, so to speak. Yeah, I feel hmm. like airbrush is sort of cheating. Um, oh, maybe it's maybe totally. I won't feel like that someday. I I feel like an airbrush may be like at a point where like i'm just like never going to do that type of deal like I, I probably should but like i don't know it seems like a hassle a little bit so it we've talked about airbrushing in at various times on this cast previously it is initially like if before you figure out what you're doing it probably took me a year of like just using it for base coating before I was really comfortable actually like painting with it um but once you actually figure out what you're doing and figure out the process it just not only does it make it so efficient to do stuff but you can do stuff with it that you can't do with a regular paintbrush um yeah I you know it's funny so for my little hobby thing I was going to talk about how I'm like kit bashing an ATST and like I've resin printed all these mud troopers and replacement of storm troopers but now that we're talking about airbrush i i picked up an airbrush for the first time to paint to because i was like you know what this atst is big <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on on this yep. so i'm gonna try it i literally sprayed paint all over my face the first time i used it it just exploded <laughs> back on me and i was just like what the like like i'm like why <laughs> And like, it's just like, it just exploded all over me. So I just had like gray specks of paint everywhere for, for a couple of days. Uh, but I went back, I started figuring it out, but yeah, it's, it's definitely tricky and, and it's a little, um, 
it's a little, you know, there's a lot to learn where I thought, you know, cause I've been paying same as you Kyle. I've been painting for a really long time. And I was like, I got, I got this. It's just a different kind of paint. It's like, it's like spray paint. And I just exploded it in my face. I was like, this is bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally different. Yeah, it is. And, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I, I started painting the ATST with it and like putting down some base coats and, I got right to, you know, at towards the end of the practice, I was getting pretty good, but now I haven't touched it in like three, three weeks. So now I'm sure I forgot all of that and I'll have to start over again and get paint all over myself, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's economies of scale basically. Um, yeah. It seems like, do you ever airbrush like characters? Like I feel like you yes. don't, you do airbrush characters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. So especially, um, I, I need to redo them because I, I, my color mix was wrong, but like I airbrush painted uh, Operative Vader. Mm. Maybe this was actually before Worlds, uh, before the canceled Worlds. Um, and uh, like there are, there are some, th like blending, for example, you can essentially do on certain fabrics and stuff, you can basically do blending with an airbrush with just one color in the, um, in the brush because you know the the way an airbrush works is you control both the airflow and the quantity of paint so you know once you get comfortable with your your trigger finger you can basically like yeah. you can do like a fade um yeah you know on a model <laughs> what are you giggling about jay that's a real it's a real uh like the first couple of times you do it it's a real like uh noggin turner for sure because you're like down back down back no 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 <laughs> oh yeah yeah it takes <laughs> it takes getting used to for yeah. sure um but like once you get the hang of it like you can paint a single model with it and have it be like blended and stuff with just one color in the brush um so yeah i have painted characters with it um like i painted my pathfinders with it um it's great for like cloth and um other stuff like that it's great for droids because they have you know, they're mostly monocolor and they have a lot of hard edges and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, it seems spectacular for vehicles too. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like, that T40, my T47, I painted with an air, that was like the first model that I properly painted, like painted with an airbrush instead of just base coating it. Um, yeah, and, I mean, that's that I was thinking about, you know, I was practicing on this ATST because I mean, it's gray and it's easy to kind of go back yeah. over what you mess up because I literally have a droid army that I primed that's like, you know, staps and B ones and, and the tank. And I'm like, I, I'm never going to hand paint this. Like I'll, 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 it'll never be done. So I'm like, I gotta learn how to airbrush. Mm. <laughs> like I have to. So with one real quick tip for vehicles that really like changed how I thought about them is usually um, when you're airbrushing or even priming like a normal model, you do Xenothal, which basically means that you go from top down because that's like where the light would be hitting it. So like, mm -hmm. you know, a Xenothal Prime is you prime it black and then you hit it from the top with white and then it only hits the top of the model with the white paint. Um, with vehicles, uh, you want to make it so that the, the dark to light goes towards like a focus point, like the front of the vehicle. So this would be like the nose of the ATST. So do your do the sides of the ATST such that it's like from dark to light progressing towards the nose of the ATST, okay. if that makes okay. sense. And yeah, same with same with same with the top, mm -hmm. and then same with same with the front surface, such that All it's right. from dark to light towards the nose. 
So okay, and then it makes it look like it's moving forward, basically. It's oh, a visual thing. Look at you. Yeah, I like it. Random hobby tip. Um, Love it. I don't use vehicles, so yeah. <laughs> it's because you're not cool. No, it's because they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them. How dare you? They're getting better. They're getting yeah. better. T forty seven, AAT, AA five. Those are all good. Saber. Maybe. I I think all the other things that you've listed kind of stand on their own. I think the saber tank is dead in the water without Padme. Well, that's fair, but you can take it with Padme. You can. I just, you know. All right. Uh, speaking of new stuff, uh, let's talk. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to argue with you guys, but we're going to argue about some other stuff. So yeah, I'm yeah. just going to hold my yeah. argument. Let's talk about the Wookiee time. Shield real quick, because we, <laughs> if we're going to hit Empire Commanders, we're going to need a lot of time to do that. So uh, yeah. where where is this? Uh, it's Kent So it was on AMG Twitter. Oh, it is pinned in the Discord. All right. Which I just want to make at. sure I'm, yeah, I'm talking from <laughs> from a reality based perspective is all. Yes. Um, go so ahead. It, it is a new heavy weapon. It says Wookiee Warriors only. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no faction on this. So I presume you can use this with both versions of both the Republic and Rebel ones. Um, and uh, he has, all right, so it, this is a flip card. There's a defensive side, Battle Shield Wookiee. It's got two black dice and melee. And then it is um, reduce your maximum speed by one. You gain armor one. Uh, at the start of your activation, you may flip this card. And then the other side is just um, two red dice in melee with no armor or speed reduction. Hmm. And it's 26 points. So slightly cheaper. Then the bowcaster. Oh. I don't uh, know. You don't know? I think this is stupid good. This is amazing, man. <laughs> like armor one on Wookiees. I mean, it's this basically makes them like twelve wound B twos. So what? Uh, but how many? What does that put you up for for points for a unit? Let's say and the rebels. Like, what are you looking at? Well, it's less than the bowcaster because it's. I think it's ninety five. Oh, I thought right? you said. I thought you said more than the bowcaster. No, no, it's cheaper. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, sub 100 point unit for 12 wounds behind armor one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get I, it now, I guess. So uh, they, they do have to reduce, they would be a speed one while they have armor one. Yeah. So that's the that's the flip card part of this. I mean, I sort of feel like you, I don't know. Uh, I don't think you like flip this to the shield side until you're like in melee or like know that you can charge at speed one. Yeah, or right, or the distance is basically not relevant. Yeah. I, yeah. I just I do think the speed reduction like is probably there for a reason. <laughs> you know, like they're like, oh, speed two wookies with armor one, uh, probably too good, right? Um I, yeah, I don't know. Uh I mean I think the offensive side is like low key just as good, if not maybe better, <laughs> you know, like yeah, two reds. You know, what is it? Two red, six black, and if you got tenacity, it's three red, six black with duelist. Like, that's the best lightsaber in the game by a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, assuming you have an aim token, yeah. Well, and you do because you've taken off. Taken off, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, and not to mention, 
offensive push synergizes with the shield dude because every time you recover you can flip it right no this is just like um offensive or defensive stance you just flip yeah, it, it at the start of your activation. activation oh yeah. sorry that's way better uh <laughs> yeah, you just basically you just decide like which side you want it on at the start of your activation oh yeah 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 that's 10 times better than being a recoverable like i yeah. i assumed it was like the uh the configs or whatever um no that's that's really good that's if if flipping it is free um yeah that's kind of scary um hmm yeah, so it's so. What did you say? You get you give it offensive push. Yeah. So you're offensive at, push and tenacity. So that yeah. makes them one one oh one oh three. One oh three, and then you probably that's want the recon rebel intel. Ones, right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then recon intel. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be one oh five, as opposed to one twelve for the no. Opposed yeah, to no, like one one ten for the bowcaster death troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right okay yeah, yeah. well if we're All comparing right. it against that yes I'm this just is, this is a much point. better yeah <laughs> Look, yeah. <Mike. laughs> yeah not bad everybody can't be death troopers okay okay um uh, yeah no i think uh this is Mm. wookies are already good they don't yeah. i don't think they even really need like they don't need this option to be seen in play and you know they are one of the, so one of the reasons though they are good is because they have a very decent range two dice pool with pierce with the bowcaster um i mean their dice pool is still decent at range two granted yeah, they yeah, lose the pierce right? they do lose the pierce yeah um but really i mean they're gonna take they're taking a lot of hits on their way up, right? If you're not if you're if you don't have a lot of cover. So even though they have a lot of wounds, just to get to where they're gonna be effective with that shield, they're they're gonna be down a couple minis by the time they get there, I would think. I think I think so. I think if you're using the arm like the shield on the way in, like you're probably netting like plus three or four wounds on the unit from armor one i think like it you know yeah it'll just take you longer to get there but maybe that's fine yeah i mean i don't know i mean i think particularly on the turns where you're like like if you're sitting and waiting um i I think you just like flip it to the shield side and you're like okay this is kind of like my wookies are immune to things that don't throw like more than or like th- throw things that are like less than three dice you know like snipers kind of get taken out of the window like yeah um not that snipers are particularly effective against wookies but like you can you can kill like taking a wookie model out of a squad is generally mm-hmm. a thing that you should be trying to do um so Wouldn't it, but okay yeah but with like all the with fire support and all the dice pools that we have now like are you are they going to be as effective not that every unit is effective every game but will they be as effective every game or are they more of a situational unit where you're like okay this game they were really good but this game they literally did nothing because i couldn't get them into position so i I think where this fits into the at least current existing meta is like Mm -hmm. the operative luke triple wookie skew list that we're seeing that like their sole goal is to get into melee like they're taking bowcasters right now 
And I think that may introduce a little bit of flexibility, but I sort of think that if they had the option to just do the melee thing better, they probably would just do the melee thing even better. Um, it particularly when the melee thing is cheaper, um, hmm. you know, I, yeah. Or the Cassian, um, the Cassian Wookiee skews too. Cassian K2 Chewbacca Wookiees. Yeah. Similar setup, I think. I think like any of those lists that like right now you're seeing the the Wookiees just like from turn one, they're like scouting as close to you as possible. And their soul, like they just are seeing red from the start of the game. And they just, their plan is to like, just charge you on turn two. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just better than the bowcaster in those lists. I, I think there are lists where you're going to want the bowcaster and it's possible. This is like a take two bowcasters, take one of these guys sort of situation. I can see that too, but I definitely think that um, like, if you're looking for melee threats, like, like th- this is a unit that can wipe a clone squad in one so, hit. This seems like, um, yeah. I mean, this seems like a unit that you could probably load in the speeder truck right? The AA5 and then just like drive them up and be like, okay, <laughs> go, go guys. <laughs> like, and just, they just pile out and just like punch, you know, just punch the crap out of something. Yeah. And if you pull up close enough, like you can already have the shield out type deal, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, you know, it, the thing the speed one is actually not as big of a deal as you would think it is. Cause they've got charge, right? So you still get two moves to get wherever you're going. Um, which you know i mean yeah i think it's it's a bigger deal because you know you had said like a turn two i think it would be harder speed one get if your opponent places correctly i mean it all depends on objective and placement but like i think it it makes it harder to get there by turn two but i agree i also think like you know vader's melee threat range would be a lot better if he had scale like yeah, yeah. you know i i <laughs> i don't know like um it the whole reason vader's melee threat range kind of sucks outside of the speed thing is like he can't go over buildings wookies are like even with a shield they're like yeah we're just going up and over right so like yeah I, yeah i mean they get yeah they've got this they've got the same health and dice rolls as an ATST basically at that point, right? And I mean, sure, the ATST's got full armor, but with everything and, that's and way like more crit- range. yeah, but everything that's like critical two or whatever, you know, impact is just I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's an interesting alternative to the bowcaster. Yeah. I don't think it's I, like auto take over it. I think I, I like I Mike's so, yeah. idea of the two, like a two bowcaster and a one shield, like that. That has some play, I think. You know, and you just you're just like basically opening up a lane for that one, you know, that one unit to just slam into something. It's interesting. I will say, I and clearly this shield thing is, I'm sure it's canon for like, I mean, it looks really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's got like an energy field or something but well, that's look why it's like only it armor actually... one yeah right <laughs> yeah. it's it's really more like a pole than a shield <laughs> you you definitely can hide 
less than one Wookiee behind that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's like, this is not even big enough for one, one Wookiee, let alone four. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, if someone is more like aware of the Canon uh, specifications of this shield thing, please let us know. But to me, this looks basically like a surfboard, like a yeah. skinny surfboard. I'm pretty sure it's from attack of the clones. And is they're that like where it's wa- from? waving them in the air. Okay. During, during... Maybe they're just really fast with it. Like maybe he's, so specialized that he sees some stuff coming he's like bing, 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 bing. i i'm gonna counter that <laughs> argument with i think they would like get agile one if they were really fast yeah. right like yeah. that's the taunt on thing right yeah, so. yeah. all right that's fair so, um, yeah i don't know i feel I like if, if i were it, Mike. i mean <laughs> I clearly clearly wookies are big and, and beefy but if i were a wookie i'd maybe like strap at least two of these things side by side or maybe you know, like put it in my arm. strap some armor on your furry Wookiee body <laughs> <laughs> instead of going into battle naked constantly. Yeah, <laughs> like, but then what's the point? You know, yeah, we can't yeah, all I, have I everything. <laughs> anyway, all right. We have wasted a lot of, not wasted. We have spent a lot of time talking about things that are not Empire Commanders. Wait, so. Kyle, tell him, tell him how it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our main topic here. All right, so I have Legion HQ up because similar to the Rebel situation, there are seven of these to go over, and I'm sure yep. that we will miss one. Yep. Um, let's just get Vader out of the way. Okay, all right, let's start with Vader. Nice. So this this is a uh, short, quick hit, hot take, mm-hmm. competitive so, view of the slot. I would like to propose. We didn't talk okay. about this ahead of time, so I'm slinging a curveball. Okay, here. please go I ahead. think... Before we even start talking, I want to go around the bend and um, just like we all grade each commander one through five, five being like super good auto take one being like throw it in the trash and three being like, okay, you can play it or whatever. Um, Ooh, we're going to play a little try by trash. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 before we even start talking about it, I want to just like see, see whatever, where we all stand and then we can defend our positions. Okay. Okay. What was five again? Good. Five, five is good. One is yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Vader. Who's Mike? Uh, two. Uh, Jay. One. Two. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh palpatine Kyle. Well, well, let, let, let's, let's, well, let's explain yeah, why yeah, yeah. Right. all right okay I, I guess i'll go first since i gave him the lowest yeah. uh because he's too many points he doesn't really do as much as operative vader so if you're gonna take a vader take operative vader that's why i you know i can I mean, frankly, Operative Vader, I, I mean, it's a little bit less true now um, after this most recent points change, but like it, there was a point where like Operative Vader plus an officer was just like you get two activations for the price of Vader and you get Vader, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like um, I think I think he's a little bit more justifiable now at 175. Um, I think he definitely suffers from like the same problems Palpatine has uh, from like a you can't you can't really fit things in the list because all the Imperial junk that goes around him is 
super expensive and like doesn't hold their weight very well on their own uh particularly the, their core units like you've got to take three snipers um which means you're like taking a bunch of stormtroopers or gen- or shore troopers and you can't really like get them out with anything and yeah i mean i want him to be good but he's yeah. just he he's not super great yeah and i guess to go back to my point after hearing my like like the point i'm not just saying operative vader's better what i'm saying is he's he's more flexible like vader just does a couple things and that's what he does the the commander vader and so operative vader just has a better place because you know he can he can speed up if he needs to and and go speed too he can you know he can do some scatter stuff he can there's he's just got all these other options along with them that commander vader just doesn't have like i i always just feel like now that everything else is out like he's just missing a keyword that's what it feels like i i don't know the keyword we i'm sure we can play that game later but like i just feel like he's missing a keyword so my issue with vader is one that you guys have touched on already and it's similar to palpatine and it's just that like storms are bad (laughs) i mean and I think that's sort of a core of a lot of Empire's competitive issues right now is, you know, you need like rebel troopers are good because you can not give them an order and they can contribute meaningfully. Um, I think there's maybe some space for, you know, similar to how the rebel captain DLT is seeing some play now. I think there's some space for like a stormtrooper RT 97 captain unit. Yeah. But it's too expensive for a Vader or Palpatine list to run yep. those guys. Yep. Uh, yeah. To... I mean, like you can like run them with like other units we're going to talk about on this list, but yeah, not with Vader. Like you're talking about if you're running Vader or you're running Palpatine, you're talking about like regular storms with one heavy weapon upgrade. Yeah. Like well, it, it gotta be sub 70. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and yeah. what you're doing is it's similar to like the double heavy list that I play is that you're just focused on getting those pieces in and then everything else is just not as strong because of that, because you've dumped all this points. And so you're, you're just, you have to just take units that just aren't going to perform as well as they could, as other units could be. Right. And it, it's just, it's sucks. Well, and again, I don't think the, the problem is that Vader or Palpatine are too expensive. I just think that they don't have a, a good timing neutral core unit. Yeah, that I, you can take them with. I also think on the Vader topic, I actually think of of the the Jedi Sith whatever Force users that are in the game. Um, he has a lot of command cards. A lot of them are kind of bad. Like, I, I mean, they're like uniquely great in some situations. They're you too know, situational. Like, they're super narrow. Is yeah, the issue yeah. right? Like, Fear and Dead Men is great if you're like already in the thick of it. Right. Um, you know, Master of Evil is like great if you can get the trigger to go off, but like often you need dodge tokens before you want to play those cards, right? And so you're in like this weird space where you like want to use those cards aggressively because their effects are super powerful, but you really need to use them for the dodge tokens so you can get to the point where you can be aggressive. Yeah. And like, I, I think he, he definitely suffers from like his command hand is kind of like chaotic and pulls you in like six different directions and um 
it i mean it what the command hand is telling you is like balls to the wall aggressive and that's like just not what makes a good jedi good most of the time right like like slow careful thought out play is how jedi work in this game and like you can't just you can't be like oh i'm gonna go first and every turn and try and slaughter you like that's how you die right um well and he suffers from that same thing i think we've been talking about a lot where he was just made in a different time even the in the command cards just don't help him because I mean, in reality, maybe it's not a keyword. Maybe it's he needs to surge on defense and maybe needs another health point or two because I think Vader's supposed to be aggressive and scary, but he just doesn't he doesn't have the support to be there. Like I know eight wounds seems like a lot, everybody, but as someone who's played Vader a lot and Mike can attest to this, you leave him if you accidentally leave him out to dry or or you miscalculate a saber swing that you were in melee and you thought you were going to be okay and then you're not and you, he's just out he's gone it's just it never goes the way you want it to go right and so yeah i mean he is supposed to be aggressive and i think story wise and thematically right that's vader he he took care of all the jedi he goes in he messes everybody up but he was just made in a different time and, and this is a different game now and he's just not as relevant well, and, you know, Luke was made in the same time, but Luke has like four command cards that yeah, improve his gosh. defense and are reactive. Right. Um, yeah. Luke's command hand is like tailor made for a, uh, you know, reactive um, control piece. That's the force user. Right. Yeah. And having, you know, Mike and I had a fun exercise when we were prepping for Canceled Worlds uh, last year when where we basically like swapped lists. Like I played Vader and I and he played Luke, not against each other. Yeah. Um, and I played a fair bit of Vader also leading up to that, just to like rule him out as a possibility for worlds. And being a consistent Luke player, as like it's just like I, I can't handle that he doesn't have reactive command cards. <laughs> it's like arrow four or four. Like I there's a turn, yeah. it's you know, you know multiple what? turns where I'm like, I just want a card that gives me a dodge token and does yeah. nothing else. Literally just that. I want my allies the force. Yep. Uh. <laughs> well, I think it suffers from the same like same thing other games like magic, right? Like if you have like a red aggro deck, like it peters out at some point and you have to be aggressive like alpha strike type stuff in the beginning and then if you have an if you're up against a deck that's all about control and you can't aggro fast enough then it just you're done, right? And and that's he doesn't have anything in that alpha strike range that makes him scary enough yeah i i do think you know uh we we've talked a lot about wookies already this episode but i'm gonna (laughs) kind of slide back because i like that analogy um you know i think the only like true aggressive lists we've seen work in this game at a high level are like tauntauns and like op luke triple wookie spam right like everything else has been like very control or like you know just kind of battle line oriented there's no i'm just gonna go kill you lists out there outside of the two that i really just mentioned um and if 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 an empire list like that existed and vader maybe had some uh, something to get him into the fray a little bit more a little bit quicker i i think that maybe he could work and like you're you're suggesting there but yeah uh, i'm giving him a two yeah i'm with you 
I do think this is a slight tangent. I do think it's actually a good thing for the most part that those lists, there's not like a lot of those lists that work like that. Um, because like the Tauntaun lists of the old days, like just feel like crap to play against. You know, yeah. you feel you feel like you feel like your opponent should have to exercise a little more nuance than just hitting the W key and going straight at you at full speed. Like, but, <laughs> you know, but to that point, right. Isn't that what Vader is? Right. Well, that's why he that's thematically, the right. W key. He's like, he's doing the like straight back saunter yeah. walk. Right. Instead of like the sprint forward. Yeah. Well, you're not holding you know? the W key all the way down. It's just yeah. a slight. It's more press. like a tap every few seconds. But, yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah. but, but he but out of all those units right like he's the one that that should be the case right and he just i think they tried to do that with darkness descends it just wasn't enough like it just what that just wasn't enough of a card to make that possible yeah so i agree yeah yeah all right sorry vader <laughs> uh let's do palpatine next because it's i think this is related yeah your numbers Mike. um i'm gonna go with three jay yeah, I was going to say three, too. I want to say four, but I'm going to say three. Ooh, yeah. Unanimous. Um, so Palpatine is very different than Vader. It seems like they're similar, but they're not. They're yeah, extremely they're, different. They they're, could not yeah. be farther apart, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, Palpatine is the control piece that you want a force. He's like, he's like the control piece. Like, um, there's no one better at controlling an immediate area around themselves than Palpatine is. Um, and I actually think Palpatine, the character, the unit card plus his command cards, is one of the best force users in the game. Um, if I could take him over Dooku in a droid list, I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could take him over Jedi Luke in a rebel list, I would. Um, but you know, going back to my original comment, if you take Palpatine, you got to take Stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, so. yep. you also got to take IRG, which, in fairness, get a lot better with Palpatine. They get way better with Palpatine, um, and and those earlier caveats would include taking the IRG along with him, not just Palpatine by himself. Yeah, I mean, he so uh, when he first came out, I was playing. I I don't remember how. I think ten activation with snow flame troopers and e webs, and that was like, you know, steady with with pull the strings mm-hmm. is which is, is still good. So good. Um, it's just the way things work now with the gum lines. It's hard to get the snows into a position. I for... don't. I don't think it is still good. I mean, is it good when it works? Yeah, it just doesn't work anymore. Well, it's harder to get the snows yeah. to where they need to be for that to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's like three hundred percent harder. Yeah, definitely. Which basically makes it a non-option. Yeah, pulling the strings is still great for like, you know, getting units out of danger. Um, yep. You know, it's it's still great for repositioning stuff. It's still great for making extra attacks sometimes on a powerful unit like Shores, but. Um, you know, I think these days, if you're running Palpatine, it's like a nine activation list, probably. Um, and yeah, it, which... like his his abilities are amazing. His command cards are amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just his supporting cast that you have to run him with is not great. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, though it's doable, nine activation is is just a tough road to hoe. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
And there, there are still games where, like, if you can, if you can successfully move him up behind line of sight blockers to the center of the table, and then like, you know, flip an eye, you will die over at the right time. He can yeah. literally kill your opponent's entire army by himself, yeah. um, <laughs> in one turn. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, I played Palpatine quite a bit back in the day, um, and that's. I mean, you can just you can just win games that way. Like Palpatine's the only character I feel like, besides maybe Jedi Luke, where you can be just like soundly losing a game, and then Palpatine steps in and is like, "Yeah, this this is not okay with me. Let's let's flip this around." And you go from like soundly losing a game to I've just tabled my opponent, yeah. <laughs> practically. Um, so, yeah. There, there are very few units that can basically take five activations off the board. Five like unwounded activations off, off the board in like one, yes. one turn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think there are any really. Um, yeah. I mean, like if Grievous gets lucky. Yeah. Right. It can or have Sabine. a similar effect. S- Sabine's ceiling, I think, is a little lower. It, yeah. Um, and it's a little bit more volatile on yeah. how much damage it does. Um, but yeah. Um, so one thing we should do, I, I do want to real quick go back to Vader because what we should do is like, if you're running Vader, what do you what do you take in in those upgrade slots? And I, I expect this to be a short conversation, but I want to make sure we at least hit that. Yeah. Sa- um, saber throw, force push. You've hit two out of three of the mandatory upgrades. Yeah, yeah, I think those are absolute <laughs> mandatory. So, so I actually think the third slot is less mandatory than it was before, but only because there's an option. I, I think there is a you you could have a fight between force choke and force barrier here. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, I. I don't think it matters a ton because, like, saving stormtroopers, like, you know. um, Man, I just think with Commander Vader, though, you still want. I think you want force reflexes. I don't know that barriers. It's just it's it's so here the issue with force reflexes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible on Vader. Um, I mean, it's horrible just generically. I think, but um, I think it's fine on Jedi Luke, but. Yeah, I think there are some characters where it certainly yeah. works a lot better on, right? Like, and it it works better when you're multiplying dodge tokens as opposed to like, this is the only dodge token I have access to, yeah. right? You know, um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't consider forest reflexes an option on Vader anymore. I want it to be, hmm. but I just you always Vader almost always goes last. Yeah, I, well then I guess yeah. if it's between barrier and choke, choke. I'm I'm in I'm in choke camp because I don't think yeah. there's a ton of things you want to be barriering most. I mean, like barrier is fine, but I think you're just gonna get more out of choke most of the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's ten points. Yeah, I mean, barrier is really good. If you like Snape's sniper team, it's paid for it. So. Yeah, but if Vader's near a sniper team, then well, know. that's the issue, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like when is Vader near a sniper team? Right, right. Turn one when he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, but even then, you probably darkness descended. You know, right, um, right. So, 
Um, all right, I agree with all those. Yeah, so, so then, you know who is likely to be near a sniper team? Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. So what I think anger, right? Anger. Yes, absolutely. Stable. For sure. Uh, and that's just to work with give into your anger. So he has a name token every time he's absent. Yeah. Yeah. When he says give into your anger, he means and now you will die. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm looking at give into your anger <laughs> and I'm talking about and now you will die. Um, um I think I think probably I like I like a steam leader on him for the for the not for the command commander slot. Yeah, I think it's either a steam leader or aggressive tactics. Yeah. Depending on what other units you're running and how yeah, you want to yeah, use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're running, so my rule of thumb is if you're running two or more medics, you can take aggressive tactics. If you're only running one medic, that medic is Palpatine's personal surgeon, <laughs> and you put a steam leader on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, do not use that medic for anything else. Yep. Sniper dies, too bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I that's know. my rule of thumb for the command slot. I mean, for me, those are those are really the only two. I don't know that you put anything else on them. I I think Force Barrier is stapled to Palpatine. I don't think so. I think he's too much. If you've already got anger mm. and a steam leader, you want to put another ten points on him. I think you're going to yes. need those points. One hundred percent. I'm um, disagreeing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I Barrier was like tailor made for Palpatine. I think if there's if there's one unit that you're taking barrier on besides Dooku, it's Palpatine. Okay, I'm saying, but with the list that you're going to build him with, you're going to waste. You're going to put those ten points with him to save maybe two hits or one crit. Like that's that's what you're. Turn. It's, it's yeah. It's not two hits or one crit. It's twelve hits or six crits. Right. Okay. But but off of Storm's IRG snipers snipers shores. The, the, no, the those, thing those is, are all things you can take with Palpatine. It's mm-hmm. it's also kind of like secondarily very good because there are already Royal Guard in the list. All of a sudden you sort of get like some weird mitigation flow going on between like I have a medic, plus I have a Royal Guard, plus I have Force Barrier. You can kind of like move the wounds around a little bit mm-hmm. um, with being able to like, okay, there's six hits coming in. I'm going to Guardian 2. I'm going to Barrier another 2 and the rest fade against cover right and all of a sudden it's like hmm that like six hit clone shot like doesn't do anything anymore um and i I think okay okay but you're saying all right all right i understand what you're saying okay i i get the philosophy but my argument is you're saying that what's the range on what's the range on uh barrier do we know i don't range one range one okay so you're saying that Palpatine, IRG, and then a third unit, potentially, that you want to save are all within range one of each other. Yep. For, 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 sure. for six rounds. For sure. If you're yeah. playing Palpatine correctly, yes. yes. Well, what's the third unit then? The uh, medic? A the core medic unit, unit? You know, a I mean, storm, I, a shore, I would, whatever. I would make the argument that, that most games you're playing Palpatine well, there are six units within range one of Palpatine most of the time. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, six might be high, but it's definitely like more than three other units that should be like adjacent to him. Cause like Palpatine is a support piece, right? Like, uh, I mean, until he goes off, but right. like he, you know, he he's 
like the whole shtick is me and the Royal Guard are going to like make sure the army does cool stuff. And then when it comes time to kind of like combo off, you combo off. And if that becomes a thing. So yeah, I don't know. I like when I played against like Luke Cook at LVO, like Palpatine just like chilled with the army the whole time, you know? And cause, cause ba- he's just like moving, pull the strings or, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, he's 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 generically staying close to them to use his normal abilities mm. yep. okay exactly and that's why you take it on him and dooku because they're there already you know yeah that's where they want to be anyways um but yeah i think it's okay to leave that third four slot empty and not feel bad about it i think he's like the only character where you can do that um but he's he's just really not you know, all the other stuff is like offensive force powers that are range one, you know, force push, force choke. The effects on those things are amazing. Um, but, uh, you know, they, like, he's never at range one of stuff. Like, he needs to be at yeah. range two of stuff mm-hmm. for the most yeah. part. And that's it. Of enemy units, that is. All right. Sure. <laughs> Jay, how much Palpatine do you have? I so to be fair, when he first came out, like when when it was different, the meta was different, right? To be yeah. fair, so so that's more my experience with Palpatine was when it was just rebels and and Imperials and snow troopers with flame troopers and and. Palpatine were eating up lists, right? But it was yeah. a different. It was a different time. It's, it's a different era. I also think yeah. that like J- Jedi lists, like lists that have Force users in them, also like ball up a lot more now. I think just be just because they're balling up behind line of sight blockers a lot, you know, and you kind of you're forced into these like narrow positions because you can't really afford to stick your neck out unless you are willing to take the risk. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I, I I think you, you see more clumping, which, which helps the strategy clearly. Um, Yep. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, that is Papa Palpatine. So I th- it seems like we're consensus on three with him. Yeah. Yep. I think there were there were relatively recent times in the game where he was like a legit five. Yes, totally yeah. agree. Hundred percent Tauntaun meta. He was a five. Yeah. Um, even even probably before that, I think mm-hmm. for a, a, a for a little bit there, I think he was a little bit of a sleeper unit in Legion. People mm-hmm. didn't really figure him out um, as quickly as some of the other units in the game yep yep i agree i like honestly um you know so i brought him to nova but um if i had if i had had that experience a year prior i probably would have brought him to worlds yeah and i can i can say that confidently um yeah the the fact because i don't think did anybody play palpit worlds yeah reha and uh um kish both did okay so which is telling in and of itself because um you know, Worlds was only eight people and 25% of the field was Palpatine. Yeah. Whereas if you were to look at a high command or any other previous tournament, there was like one Palpatine player at each of those, you know? So the fact that <laughs> a very significant portion of the very few people playing Palpatine made it to Worlds, uh, yeah. I think it's telling in and of itself. All right. 
Uh, all right, let's move on to Mr. General Veers. Okay, cool. Uh, solid four. I am going to say three. Jay? I, I, can I have two numbers? <laughs> can I say three and a half? Um, <laughs> uh, it, situationally, he's good. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I'll say three, even though I really like him. So the reason I say three and not four is I think he's got the same problem Leia does, which is that the he's basically an officer for more points. I will agree to some extent. I think he has less of the Leia problem because I think spotter three is way better than take cover three. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I just like veers with binoculars, like handing like three aim tokens out to like storms or shores or whatever is like, hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there I, is a there is a context in which storms are good, and that's when they have aim tokens. Right, and and that's the thing, right? So, I mean, I I think Veers used to be a five. Uh, four is a downgrade in my book. Um, I think yep. particularly someone. So, <laughs> it's funny because I actually think um, there was a there was a time in this game that I would tell you that Veers not having a two pip was a downside. <laughs> um i actually think that it's less of a downside now like you actually can like i could like fit more command cards <laughs> you know you know um yeah. so um i also think his his three pip does something like very unique as far as the recoverabilities go um that's definitely it, true you know I, his his one pip take it or leave it i i you know kind of whatever but i but i do think you know i uh, Jay might be kind of more on the mark, I guess, with where I'm feeling. I, maybe he's more of a 3.5 in my book, um, just because, you know, you, you you are right, Kyle, in that like he does experience the layup problem a little bit. The fact that he's range three though and not range two in my book is a big deal. Well, and I would say the difference is where I I don't agree with Kyle is that he has the Pierce one and the search to crit, which is kind of a big deal especially when you're dealing with stuff with him. Like I he's come and saved my butt a number of times with that shot. Um, and the reason I put him at more of like a three and a half is because I think he's situationally very good. I think if you're building a list that's going to fully take advantage of what he does, then yes, he's very good. But I don't think like a four or a five to me is I can almost build almost any list around them and be, you know, and, and feel really confident that, they're going to do well. Well, with Veers, I feel like there's lists where he's going to be amazing and the list is going to be amazing, but it's, it's situational to, to the rest of the list. Yeah. That's yeah, a fair I, point too, about the gun being range three. Yeah. It's just that like, I mean, range three with Pierce and search crit is a lot better than a range two gun of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just such a big difference. Like, yes, his gun is significantly worse and yes, he's got one less sharpshooter value, but like just being able to engage at that range band is kind of a big deal. It is. Um, and then the combination of the spotter and the precise one, like you're, you're basically rerolling your whole dice pool. 
like you know like you could i don't know uh i th- yeah three three point five and yep. i i agree with maximum firepower i i've been playing veers a lot and i i don't even know the last time i used maximum firepower maybe against nema and lvo and i've i've played like 30 30 or 40 games since then with yeah with veers i <laughs> sort of think you could like just like put the words pierce one on that card and it still might not even be super yeah. fantastic yeah it's i mean almost, it'd be a lot better just, than it is now that's for sure but. it's just okay i find that people and i don't mean this in a bad way but people who haven't played against veers a lot are more scared of maximum firepower than they should be i mean it's still good for like if you can hit both models on a strike team or something like that yep. it's still great for that I mean, it depends on what strike team you're shooting at, though. Yeah, yeah. If you're shooting like an arc, then you're probably not going to kill both models. Or yep. even a BX. Yeah. Like, I mean, like oftentimes BX has have like surge tokens from aggressive tactics or whatever, right? Like, I don't know. Like, on average, even if you're denying them cover, you're not killing the unit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, definitely... I I want to point out that I don't think just before anybody kind of comes at us. I put him at three and a half. I still play Veers most of the time. Like I yeah. still think he's good. It's just if you're looking at the whole of <laughs> of the Empire, you know, commanders. So that's that's where I'm at. So what do you put in his upgrade slots, if anything? Uh, yeah, you put the Binox. <laughs> that's that's number one. I think I think it depends on the list. Um, I definitely think I, I like Binox for sure. I think you're probably so if you're playing shores, I still think you're going aggressive tactics, strict orders. I, I think most of the time. Um, if you're going stormtroopers, I don't think aggressive is nearly as, as important. I think you probably just go like strict orders and and I, I, and and nothing or something that's like yeah helpful to you. I would say most of the time when you're playing veers, you probably have at least one heavy at least one vehicle or or speeder bikes or something and so i like you know you have at least two things that need that want those aim tokens and then i generally like the third one for either a sniper unit or for veers himself depending on what round of the game and then and because usually so uh, sorry this is long but usually like early game like rounds one through three he's handing two out to vehicles or speeder bikes and then one to maybe himself or a, or a stormtrooper, right. Or, 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 or a sniper. And then three and later, it's generally storms and himself. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, cause by the time you get to round three vehicles are usually in the mix pretty heavy and beers doesn't generally want to be as close as <laughs> for, for handing out aim tokens. Just my thought. Yeah, I think you could actually leave all these naked and not feel too bad about it. I yeah. I think that that's fair too. Yeah, like I, I definitely think he's totally fine at eighty points. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's solid. All right. Uh, since we're on this subject, let's just hit the Imperial officer real quick. Let's do J first this time. Uh, three. Mike. I'm gonna go with five. Also five. I disagree. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I think 
every uh, empire list should have an imperial officer in it. Get the f- get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, may, I, I think I think I think that there is a subset. Sorry, maybe maybe every is too strong. I think eighty-five percent of imperial list should have an officer in it. I think you take an officer, you put Binox on him or her, um, and 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 you just it's what fifty-three points at that point, yeah. forty-five yeah. plus eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fifty-three points, and it's a, just an aim token battery giving stuff out. It gives you a source of inspire. Look. Um, I think I, I just I think it fills a role in the army that like Veers is sort of able to fill by himself, but like Empire armies have huge issues with getting enough aim tokens. They have huge issues with dealing with suppression. They don't have great mechanics for that. Um, you know, if you need to, you can throw strict orders on here too to help with that even more. And you don't even need to have them being the issuing order commander. And um, it's, I think, maybe most importantly, a cheap, efficient, and effective activation that can pad an empire list so that you can take things that actually matter. Yeah, I think uh, the only list you're probably not taking her in is the like Iden Tactical Strike 333 list, just because you don't have space. But yeah, I mean, I could see not taking in a Palpatine list or something too, maybe. I don't, I, don't, I don't know exactly what Palpatine lists even look like nowadays, though, so that might not be true anymore. Yeah, I think even then you could make a t- case for taking her in a Palpatine list because, you know, you named two things that Palpatine lists are not good at, and that's generating aim tokens and dealing with suppression. So um, I could see it, or, you know, cut one of your snipers or something, throw an, throw an officer in there. Yeah, I I go three. Because unlike Mike, I don't believe every list could benefit from from this unit, and 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 I think three is the middle of the ground, right? That's that's I'm saying middle of the road, three. You you want I can see your arguments, Mike, and I understand, but I can see a ton of lists that you would want to take something else over her just from. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know, just as an example, you know, something that's similarly pointed, like a something with four, even four minis in it. Like if you're using them to go grab something, right. You don't want one mini that can be shot at. You want to be able to spread your minis out and hide them behind line of sight stuff and have some options there. Or like, you know, if, if, what, if they're grabbing a box, you want to be able to put the other minis around the box. So if the leader dies, you still have an option to grab the box again. I think there's things that a four man stormtrooper unit could do that she can't do. And, and inversely, there's things she can do that they can't do. Right. It's just, I think it's, I don't think it's every list. I think it's just determined on how you're going to play and what, where you're gonna go what you're going for so yeah, i mean what, that's why i said three I, I would also make the argument that every empire list should probably have a naked storm unit in it too for the yeah. reasons you mentioned <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah so i you know i don't think those two things are mutually exclusive no but um, i could see you know like so for instance i've been playing this double heavy list and i was just thinking about i'm like wow i wonder if i could swap one of my stormtrooper units out for for her and like add even more aim tokens <laughs> to my double heavies, right? And like I was like, oh, okay. So so it's making me think about it. I don't. I still don't know that she's a five, but a three, solid three. All right, let's keep rolling here. 
uh, I've but been everyone making... listening, Mike absolutely influenced me there a little bit. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not to move off my position. Would you like to little. upgrade to a four? <laughs> no, 3.2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I've been making you guys go first. I'll go first on this All next right. one. A director Krennic. One. <laughs> is, that, is that too hot takey? I'm, I, I was waiting for Jay to go. Sorry, oh, go ahead, uh, Jay. I'm a four. I'll sort of split the difference and go with a two. That's not splitting the difference. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, I was, I was going to give him one. Yeah, all right. But I think that might be too bad. Do you want me to go first since I, uh, since I gave the highest score? Sure, sure. go ahead. So I, I think I probably would have agreed with you guys, except for I played him this weekend and I was like, man, cunning and compel are really good. I like both of those a lot. And I think I, I think it's situational and and maybe you could downgrade me to a three and a half after you guys talk. But I, I really like his command handset. I like what he does with compel. I I I just think he's a really solid unit um, and it's just different than what you're going to do with veers, right? It's, he just does different stuff. It's more about the control of the command hand and controlling the, I think controlling this, how the game is going and, and how you're going to operate your army. So that that's why I give him a four. So Oh man. So if you're taking Krennic, you have to take Death Troopers. Um, this is why I gave him a one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just so bad. I mean, like, I I want the, that unit to be good. It's just for their points cost to make them effective, they're just real, really not good. And so. I also think I think that there's a couple problems here. So the first is you have to take Death Troopers because he, without Entourage, he loses a lot of what he's doing, right? Like without the free order, Cunning gets a lot worse, right? Mm-hmm. Because because all of a sudden you're pulling, you know, his yep. his one pip kind of allows you some manipulation there, but you don't always get you what you want. Oftentimes you're Cunning one pipping for either Death Troopers or if you're doing like a combo thing, you've got like Seize Initiative going on. Um, but oftentimes it's death troopers. Uh, I think the other issue with him is compel. I think in other factions might be amazing. I think it's just okay in empire lists. And I think particularly in Krennic lists, there's not a great way to mitigate the suppression you're dealing out. Um, and oftentimes it can get to a point where it really backfires. And uh, yeah, if, if he had like inspire on him in addition to compel, which are kind of like a thematic non-bo, um, you know, I would be more for it, you know. But Mike, we're auto taking the Imperial officer. We are, right? but you're, you're very right. Um, and, and I think I think you would have to. Yeah. I think this is one of the ones where like you have to take the Imperial officer to go along with Krennic. And I also think that it's similar to Leia. I think the range two problem is a big deal. 
Um, I see a lot of people take Binox on Krennic just to give him something to do. Um, and yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, ahead, Kyle. I'm basically with you. I, I actually think his command cards are still good. Oh, the, and I, I mean, his one and two pip are good. His yeah, Annihilation Looms is bad. bad. Yeah, but the one and two pips are, are sufficiently good enough that... Um, I mean, like the effects on those cards, especially when combined with Cunning, are great. Um, Compel is... I agree with pretty much everything you said about Compel. Um, it is a solution to get your Courage 1 core units moving, which I think is, you know, like if, if Vader or Palpatine had Compel printed on their cards, that makes Stormtroopers 100% better in those yeah. lists. Um, but both of those commanders also have high Courage. You know, with it, with Krennic, you're getting up to four courage on, or four suppression on those core units pretty quickly, and it starts getting to be an issue. I I also think like the fact that it's has to be a move action is an, is very important. Like because it's not actually making those units more effective. If you could aim shoot, I think this might be a different conversation. Yeah, totally. Um, as far as how compel works, like if compel was just take a suppression, you get your action back. I would I would be more in Camp Krennic, I think. Yeah, agree. Um, and then, yeah, just Death Troopers. It's funny because the, there was a time in the game when they were like, like right after they came out, they were dominant. You know, they were like top meta. Um, but, you know, they've always been weak to snipers. And we've basically had, you know, between Arcs and Cassian and Iden, you know, we've had like, more reliable, more consistent snipers enter the game. And when your opponent with his three arcs can just like pick up three to four death troopers a turn <laughs> um, without with basically without rolling dice, like, you know, that's a value town. So, uh, okay. So this is where I'm going to counter because I, I think that <clears throat> when we're building lists and this is, and maybe this is just my viewpoint and why I see things differently than you guys right is that i feel like sometimes when i'm building these lists i'm trying to build like an all comers list and i'm not thinking about specifically arc troopers or like i know that's going to be bad and i'm going to need to play them differently that turn but i mean i think death troopers are still good and i think that not great just they're fine they're good and I, I think a lot of that comes from that range for the, you know, their, what is it, the E11D, and then and then having that on there and all the other keywords that they have, plus the extra order. I think there's room for that. I think it's just finding the other players in the list to make that Krennic list do well. I, th I think your premise there is sound. I, my sole issue with Death Troopers is that they are too expensive for what they do. And I actually think overall for a trooper unit in the game, they just, they have exceeded the amount that any faction should pay for any unit that like doesn't have access to command cards and stuff. Like just for the config and the, the DLT trooper, you're at 118 points before any bells and whistles. Like that is, that is a lot. <laughs> you know yeah. like like that's we're we're talking like that unit is in like like a vehicle armor territory for like what it's supposed to be able to do and it just it does not hold up under fire with the amount of long-range pierce in the game right now 
but I not to because <laughs> this isn't a good unit either. But <laughs> um, but I would say that uh, it I think it's better than the lat. <laughs> like I think it throws more dice. Well, and, that's because everything is better than yeah, the lat. <laughs> but 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 you know I I. Again, I think, and this is an argument for Krennic, not for Death Troopers, but we're kind of on Death Troopers. But well, it I, is the same thing, though, basically. Yeah, I think that if you can build the rest of the list to kind of help you, like, I feel like every piece has to have an answer to something. And I think Death Troopers help with the impact. They help with the re-rolls. They help with the, the auto order. Like, I think there's a lot of help that they offer. And it's just something that you're going to have to understand that it's going to be a lot of money that you or points that you're spending on. And you're going to have to build the rest of your army accordingly. Yeah. It, to me, it's just one of those things where like at the time Death Troopers came out, Death Trooper damage output was one of the highest in the game. At yeah. this juncture, they're like much more average as far as how much damage they deal past cover like you know uh, like yeah you comparatively can, you can take a other... 93 point phase two squad okay but or, but okay know. okay uh, so we gotta stop doing this because I, I know i understand what other factions can do but i'm saying within the empire faction i'm playing empire right they're still one of the the best output units in in empire I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure that's true. Like Imperial Special Forces are, how much are they after offensive uh, push? Okay, they're all range three though, right? I mean, yeah, they're, they're range three, but they also have infiltrate, so they get to be where they uh, want right, to right, be, right? Yeah, so that's like, true. Yep. you know, I mean like- uh, They're 101, right? 100, after 101 one with all the upgrades you need on them, right? Whereas yeah. Death Troopers are 118, before and, you give them training upgrades and stuff. Yeah. Before you and give I them get, recon intel. Sure. Yeah. I get that, but you're but I think part of that money that you're paying is the free order, the you know, the, some of the other stuff, the 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 extra precise, the precise to the um uh, uh uh what's that other thing that they have? when they take a standby, they get an aim. Like I not that that's great, but it's it's nice to have. It's nice to have an option like that. I think they're just better in different ways but that's that's my view so yeah i mean i think i'd rather have a rt 97c captain dl uh, stormtrooper unit for 86 <laughs> yeah you know for 30 32 points cheaper for six bodies that does comparable damage at range three sure um, anyway all right all right uh callus Uh, all right uh i'm between a four and a five just because i haven't played him enough but i think i think if we play him more he's he's gonna be bordering on five mike uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with four i'm also gonna go with four i think this is a similar conversation we've been having his abilities are great Contingencies is great. Cunning is great. His command cards are good. Other the one pips, whatever. But his two and his two pip is amazing. Yeah. Um, and his three pip is good. It's just like if you're running Callus, what are you running him with? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he could almost not have contingencies printed on his card unless you're running him with Vader and Vader, stuff. Like, like yeah. if you're not running him with Vader, contingencies doesn't really matter. Um, and which is fine, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
Empire is just not a, like the Rebels where you're running like three or four characters. Yeah, right, you know? right, right. Um, I also think that like his gun feels like a little bit too expensive to me. Um, it just, I don't know. Like I wish he was like five to 10 points cheaper when you compare him to like Cassian. Um, and yes, they're different units, but like I, I, the fact that Cassian like has all his bells and whistles at like a hundred points, and like Callus is at what like one fifteen, one fifteen, you know, yeah. With this um, you know it, uh, and Callus has like a flaw card, which I don't think is that bad, but he does no. have like he does have a downside, right? Yeah, it's definitely um, the least bad flaw card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's like an inbuilt disadvantage, right? Yep. That is like meant to be there. So like it to me, it, the, if you have a flawed card, like you should just be cheaper than things that don't. Um, but I mean, I think he's he's got a good kit. You know, you take offensive push on him. You take ascension cables. You take his weapon. You benefit from a couple free recovers. I think he's like just okay. It'll like a lot of he, he's a very all-rounder he yeah. to me he's um and i think this is kind of the issue with callus and the reason he's not a five in my book and we're going to talk about Iden next is that like he's an all-rounder who's not super great at anything outside of like comboing with another piece and in order to do that everything is just kind of too expensive <laughs> um I so and the reason why I'm like top of four leading into five and, and this could change right as I get more practice and like do some more list theory stuff but you know Mike and I talked on our after dark podcast with a operative beta list and it just it opens I because he's an all-rounder and like what I like call him like an all-comers he's he's good for an all-comers list he just opens up options for you that maybe weren't there before with other units. And I think that's what makes him great where you, you now operative Vader seems viable um, with, with him. Like, I mean, there, he just opens up a whole another plethora of game style and gameplay that I I'm really excited to explore. And so maybe my top of four is, is just excitement to see, get him, you know, get more reps with him. but I I'm really excited for what he can bring to the, to empire. Yeah, I'm also excited, specifically, as you mentioned, with Operative Vader. I think that's where you're definitely getting the most value out of your contingencies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're running him with Bosk, you know, you're just... It doesn't really functionally change your command cards that much, because Bosk has three and Kallus has three. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, maybe you put, like, Coordinated Fire or something and I don't know. Um, but, you know, you're, prob- you're not going to run a three-character list with Empire, probably, like I, you are with... I've seen some people running like double bounty with them it feels kind of gimmicky and that like that we're running so expensive it, it gets really expensive yeah. um and it you know i think the idea there is like you have contingencies so you can take all these like situational command cards right because B- boba's cards specifically are like very situational <laughs> and uh, contingencies kind of allows you to leave them at home when you don't need them right yeah. um so yeah i guess i could see that maybe that's that's probably the only context where i could see like a three character empire list totally so uh, yeah i agree um but otherwise yeah i think he's fine with operative vader yeah. um and i mean i think this is crazy but like something evan and i were like talking about and thinking about was like 
it, and I don't know if it's good, right? This just theory, but like, is an agent callous director Krennic where you're just, you're just getting cunning, like on every turn, you know what I mean? So you, I, I don't know if you can make the rest of it good. I'm just, you know, it's just a thought of like, Hey, can you have cunning every turn and, and do something with that? I don't know what the rest of the list would look like. If uh, yeah. I mean, that if- work. I, I like the premise. I think the issue yeah. there is that like you don't have enough points left over to put anything good to use cunning in your list. Right, right. right. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. And uh, that could very well be right. If you're but I mean you're no more expensive. I mean, you're a little bit more expensive than Palpatine, I guess, but maybe not with his upgrades. But yeah, I mean, and you got two activations and your priority every turn. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like a maybe, maybe somebody could make that work. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, this is more of like a, a cunning thing, but I think um, generally speaking, cunning is not very good on cards that are not one pips. Um, like sometimes you want cunning on the two pips, but often like the two and three pips, you you would rather not win those roll offs a lot of the time. And cunning, sure. cunning is kind of a downside there. And I'm not saying cunning is bad because it's amazing, um, but it, it it's not all upside. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that's where contingencies comes in, right? And then you yeah, have, you, then you've got some of the generics in your in your back pocket yeah. to just kind of toss out. It's just a just an idea. I don't know, right? And that's I kind of went in with him going, I don't know. We haven't got enough table time with him yet. Like I think he's a four, but he could be a five. I mean, I could even see running him with Iden. Iden has four good command cards. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Speaking of Iden. Number. Why don't you go first, Kyle? Five. It's six an option. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say six, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd put her at a five as well. Wow, look at that. Unanimous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think this is a hot take to say that she's the best Empire Commander, and it's not particularly close. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, she's the best Empire Commander. It's not particularly close. It's it, you know, I, her command cards are all, I think, either average or very much above it. Um, Dio's command card is one of the most unique and powerful in the game. Um, you know, her her one pip is great. Her her generic two pip is like kind of meh, but her three pip's amazing um entire lists have been built around it i mean the generic two pip has a recover on it and you know a range two weapon with blast and five red dice so yeah. it's not like like it's I mean, fine when i'm saying it's fine you know context right like yeah you know it's i think it's fine in comparison for a five. to the rest for, of her command right for a five yeah, rated yeah. commander yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's it's not given to your anger isb investigation no, right? it's not but um but yeah i mean she's got a fourth command card i think which is already kind of a a big deal um and she she's just super flexible you know i think being able to i think when she originally came out we were like oh the sniper's not very good i actually think that in today's meta the sniper is kind of like maybe the only thing keeping some imperialists alive against clones um you know having a fourth sniper that can just like push two crits through cover is kind of uh yeah. kind of a deal um you know and and being able to covert ops and quick thinking i just 
She's got seven health with Dio plus a shield. Plus maybe situational awareness and nimble. Yeah, she's just she's got all the things. Um to me, Aiden is like the imperial version of Rex. Um, as far as versatility, flexibility goes. Well, it, it goes back to that like sports analogy that they always say like is your team occasionally great or consistently good right and i think a lot of these commanders have the occasional greatness um but she's just consistently good like you know she's gonna put out for you every every game she's gonna that's not what i meant kyle but you know she's gonna (laughs) she's gonna gonna, i apologize on the behalf of jay (laughs) yeah well things things are said but you guys know what i mean like she's definitely she's going to she's going to change the game and affect the game in everyone that she's in and and i think that's that's why she's a five right yep i mean she's super tough she's super versatile and her damage is very good her command cards are great um you know tactical strike like the quintessential Aiden list is Aiden with three imperial special forces with the t21 and offensive push and then you can kind of you know i've seen people run that with shores i've seen people run it with like bikes um you can do some some weird stuff with the rest of that list but the core basically is that you've got an alpha strike of four units that you know you just plot behind a line of sight blocker near your enemy's army and then you peekaboo on the first turn with tactical strike and you just kill like three to four units <laughs> Um, it's, you know, it's really good. Yeah. So, uh, anytime you can basically like remove luck from the equation in the same way that tactical strike combined with marksman does, you're talking about the good stuff. Yeah, marksman plus like free aim tokens and stuff is kind of like printing money. Um, I don't know. It's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anytime you can essentially just not roll dice. Yeah, it's just like you're taking you're taking variance out of the equation to some degree. Yeah, you're basically like pointing to an opposing unit and being like, roll X number of saves. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else to say about Iden? Nope. Always take Dio. That's how I feel yes. about it. Always take Dio. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. What about the other? What about her training upgrades? Offensive push and situational awareness. Yeah, I think she's one of the few commanders on this list where you maybe always fill all her slots. Um, yeah. Whoa, I we're think okay can... with that. But what I said is off base. Come on. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Yeah. Um, All right. So, yeah, offensive push, situational awareness. I also think you probably take ascension cables and you clearly take her repeater and sniper rifle. I think you could actually take her without the the gun. You know, I've seen people do that. I don't love it. I understand why they do it and that it makes her cheaper and more efficient. I just, I strongly think you need that repeater when you're you're facing down hordes of B1 battle droids. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Is the, the argument basically is like, well, if she's gonna be at range three anyway, which is where you want her, like the, the E11 on her card is really not that much different than the sniper rifle because it has native pierce and she has um, marksman, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, it is wildly different than the repeater against white save units. So 
yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. And and particularly when she has to range one and you all of a sudden have an eight die attack. Yeah, when you things. throw Dio in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also think there is a case to be made, albeit maybe a bad one, for tenacity. Um, no, I, I don't think that's a bad case for two reasons. One, you can pair it with offensive push in loadout if you want. Yeah. But two, like she's got two red dice. Dio's got uh what three white dice you know so you're talking about a melee pool of three red three red three white with marksman three red three red yeah three red Uh, so do do we even care about loadout on her at all i think you do because of the repeater sniper rifle deal being able to like flex between i'm dealing with clones this game or i'm dealing with droids this game i think is kind of a big deal yeah and and i think like you just gain some like flexibility stuff here i it's worth talking about the one slot that is kind of hidden on her command card too um that i think is comms i actually think hq uplink is sort of justifiable on her if you're running in her her in a list with multiple characters um she does have a free uh, recover card, which allows you to get it back. It's a little pricey, but I also don't hate taking HQ uplink and being able to load out into comms jammer. Um, that yep. can sometimes be situationally very good. Yeah, you get her up into a B1 horde with comms jammer. That's going to be a real sad day for those B1s. Yeah, you just like get take like the tenacity, uh, you know, version with comms jammer, and she's just like in the middle of it killing b1s <laughs> with basically a lightsaber and making sure none of the get orders and she can like do weird coherence things with comms jammer because of dio yep. um yeah there's just there's a lot of good things there about that I agree all right well that is all we have successfully hit all of the imperial commanders we did it boys Except for the, the field commanders, but yes. Yeah, well, we'll hit those when we do heavies. Yeah. I can't wait for that episode. I know, that's, Jay. That's going to be my jam. Yep. <laughs> I think excited. I think, I think think we... <laughs> so actually, is it is it next week that the LAT and the A5 come out? I think Friday. Well, I hope not. Friday, this Friday is the is the street date. Mine are going to be here tomorrow. Not, Mike? Yeah, Mike. Because I think we're moving into the... The new AA5 meta is what I think we're moving into. I, I mean, maybe 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 clones <laughs> will keep it down, but I think um, I think AA5s are just might be just like in every rebel list ever. <laughs> they're they're going to be common. I still think it remains to be seen how like, I mean, you're paying essentially a hundred points for something that doesn't have a gun, um, for a heavy unit that doesn't have a gun. Yeah. I mean, I, like clearly you can put a bad gun on it, but um, I, I hope it is not as good as I think it is because then it will be just good enough. I think yeah to be to see play and be fair and things like that. It seems like it is doing a lot of powerful things by itself that are normally like effects from like command cards. It has uh, some very good support abilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like oh, I've got this A five, therefore I get to play like these two to three like command card effects before <laughs> before the turn starts without playing command cards. It's kind of like ooh, I mean, if it if it's healthy for the game and it maybe I'm all for it. 
I like, I think that, I think what it's doing is really cool. I hope there is space in the game for that. I'm just a little nervous because we haven't seen a unit like this before that it's potentially a little bit of a power creep issue. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know what I'm really excited for boys. I'm going to tell you. What's that, Jay? <laughs> I am actually really excited for onboard. Uh, what is it? Comms channel. Because uh, tanks, tanks to Ewebs. Uh, that's a real exciting combo for me. So, but, but like, do you really care if the Eweb has an order and is it worth giving up LTA? Yes. Well, you. The thing is, you put an LTA on the Eweb. Yes, oh. that's exactly right. I guess. Because okay, because for for uh, for at least four of your turns, you have four to five uh activations that are just ready to go whenever and and for for a heavy for a heavy uh list that's like really key i i also think that it's possible that we could see like aggressive tactics have a little bit of a comeback and they're like you can put surge tokens on the e-web and the tank and i don't know we'll now that see. i could see right like like i think you can kind of use it to build a shell that wasn't entirely there before like two tanks two e-webs plus like aggressive tactics yeah. like that might be a murder machine you know um that, that i could see because then you're actually getting extra tokens instead of essentially just transferring your aim token from a tank to an e-web right right well um, I, I like the idea of the activation control too like especially yeah. in it, it, it's just it's nice to have those waiting right until because because and sorry i know we're trying to end here but like with the double heavy list, right? The whole thing is about waiting for your opponent to do stuff to then to then strike. And so if I now have <laughs> I now have four activations that are just waiting for you to do something and and I, it just gives me a lot more options in in a double heavy yeah. list. Yeah, cuz you definitely don't want to pull that e-web when your tanks out of position. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. And I'm Jay. Stay fresh, cheese bags.